Welcome to the Fierce Mothers podcast, where we help black and brown women find guidance and inspiration every week. We are so excited to have you listen in. I'm your host, Ugochi Onyewu. Welcome to another episode of the Fierce Mothers podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about another topic that's near and dear to my heart, and that is goal setting. Um, As driven, ambitious women, I know one of the things that we do on a regular basis is set goals and sort of track against our success in achieving those goals. So today, I do want to talk through a different approach to goals. But before we do that, the first thing I'm going to do is define what goal setting actually is. And then I'll talk through a very popular method, a method that I have always used for setting goals, tracking goals, attaining those goals. But then I'd like to talk about a different perspective, which may be something that you've been doing already, but you haven't perhaps thought about it in a more sort of logical way. So I'd love to talk about that. And again, as as I always do, I will be making available the resources that I have used today in the show notes so that you can go and do some more digging and more studying and setting your own goals and having a new methodology or a unique methodology for tracking those goals. What is goal setting? Experts define goal setting as the act of selecting a target or objective that you wish to achieve, right? So that makes sense. But there is a lot more to that. There are different ways that people go about setting those goals. One of the most popular ways is the SMART goals. You've probably heard about it. So in November 1981, George T. Duran wrote an influential paper. Duran was a consultant and former director of corporate planning for Washington Water Power Company. The paper title was, There is a Smart Way to Write Management's Goals and Objectives. And SMART was spelt S.M.A.R.T. Now, since then, the SMART acronym has been used countless times as a goal-setting method. So let's spend some time talking about the SMART method before we go into some of the specific ways of setting goals. SMART goals are specific, which is what the S stands for, specific. So those goals are well-defined, clear, and unambiguous. Measurable, which is where the M comes in with specific criteria that measure your progress towards the accomplishment of the goal. Well, am I on track to achieving this goal? Breaking it down into specific criteria that you can measure. Because if you can't measure it, how do you know if you're achieving it? Achievable, that's where the A comes in. It's attainable and not impossible to achieve. It has to be uh, attainable. Realistic. It's, it's similar to achievable. It has to be within reach. It has to be realistic and relevant to your life purpose, whatever your life purpose is. And that's a separate topic for another day, which I'd love to delve into, but let's not get distracted. Let's focus on the SMART goals. Timely. I love this, this last one because it has to have a clearly defined timeline, including a start date and a target date. And the purpose for having timely goals is to create that urgency against which you can track. So smart, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. With that, however, I would love to take a different approach to goal setting that James Clear has outlined in an article that he has titled, 
how to be more productive and eliminate time-wasting activities. Now, before we get to that, I want to introduce who James Clear is. James Clear was the author of Atomic Habits. It's a very well-known book. And it's everything that I discussed, by the way, I make those resources available in the show notes. So I encourage you to go to the show notes and take a look at all the resources that are there. There's so much there that you can leverage and, and help you achieve your goals and learn more about this topic. James Clear has a whole set of resources around time, around um, setting goals, around time management, around planning. One thing that he talks about, which really caught my attention, was as we're looking at goal setting, the approach that he refers to is rudders and oars. And I'm going to read just word for word what he has in this article. It says, imagine a small rowboat. Your goals are like the rudder on the boat. They set the direction and determine where you go. If you commit to one goal, then the rudder stays put and you continue moving forward. If you flip-flop between goals, then the rudder moves all around and it is easy to find yourself rowing in circles. I can identify with this. However, there is another part of the boat that is even more important than the rudder, the oars. If the rudder is your goal, then the oars are your process for achieving it. While the rudder determines your direction, it is the oars that determine your progress. This is amazing. It, I'd never thought about it this way. This metaphor of the rudder and the oars helps clarify the difference between systems and goals. It's an important distinction that shows up everywhere in life. I'm going to use just a couple of examples that he outlines here. If you're a coach, your goal is to win a championship. Your system is what your team does at practice each day. This is hugely important. One more example, and then we'll move into uh, uh, talking about productivity. If you're an entrepreneur, your goal is to build a million-dollar business. Now, it may not be, but let's use that example. Your goal is to build a million-dollar business, your system is your sales and marketing process. Goals are useful for setting the direction. Systems are great for actually making progress. So with that, and of course, there's so many ways we can go with this. This is just an introduction. With that, what I do want to discuss, though, is this Eisenhower box, how to be more productive and eliminate time-wasting activities by using the Eisenhower box. Now, before we do that, though, there is one more thing that I do want to talk about, and that is ruthlessly eliminating your goals. Before we sort of pick a goal and say this is where we want to focus, I think it's really important, and James Clear talks about this too, of counting the cost. What is the pain? What will I have to give up to achieve this goal? What pain do I have to go through to achieve this goal? I think it's hugely important to do that before we actually decide on a goal that we're going to pursue. And now I'm talking about one goal. You may have several goals, but again, we want to focus on one goal at a time. So we've looked at the pain, we've counted the cost, and then we're saying, I want to identify how I can be productive and eliminate time-wasting activities so that I can achieve this goal. 
Now he talks about Dwight Eisenhower, and this was really a revelation for me because I did not know that the, the productivity box actually came from Dwight Eisenhower. Now, if you remember, Eisenhower was the 34th president of the United States, and he served two terms from 1953 to 1961. He was known as one of the most productive lives. He lived one of the most productive lives that you can imagine. During his time in office, he launched programs that directly led to the development of DARPA, NASA, and the peaceful use of alternative energy sources, the Atomic Energy Act. Before that, before becoming president, he was a five-star general in the United States and served as the supreme commander of the Allied forces in Europe during World War II. He was also responsible for planning and ex executing invasions of North Africa, France, and Germany. He served as president of Columbia University, became the first supreme commander of NATO, and somehow found time to pursue hobbies like golfing and oil painting. He had an incredible ability to sustain his productivity, not just for weeks or months, but as you can see, for decades. And so it's no surprise that his methods for time management, task management, and productivity have been studied by many people. His most famous pro productivity strategy is known as the Eisenhower box. Now, I did not know that this was the Eisenhower box. I actually refer to this in my book, but I learned about this, this tool from Stephen Covey in his um, book, uh, The Seven Habit Habits of, of Highly Successful People, where he talks about the four quadrants. The Eisenhower box talks about the same four quadrants. The Eisenhower box looks at a decision matrix where you separate your actions based on four possibilities. One, urgent and important, which is tasks that you will do immediately. The second is important but not urgent, tasks that you will schedule to do later. The third is urgent but not important, tasks that you will delegate to someone else. And the fourth is neither urgent nor important, tasks that you will eliminate. So the great thing is that it can be used for anything. And, and I, I'm using it in the context of setting your goals because you do have to become ruthless as you identify one goal that you want to accomplish. You have to be ruthless in eliminating things that do not feed or help you achieve that goal. Urgent and important, you, you do it now. It, it, you have to do it. It's not only is it urgent, it's important. So it has to get done. Something that has to get done. If you're a student, for example, an essay that you have to submit by 5 p.m. close of business that you haven't you haven't finished. Well, guess what? Everything else fades into the background. It has to be done now. Things that are not urgent but are important are things that are strategic. I think about this as my strategic box. Things like goal setting would fall into this. Things like planning, things like looking, things that may not be urgent that have to get off your plate, but are very important in terms of you achieving a goal, in terms of you accomplishing your mission or your strategy. Or if it's researching articles, if you're writing a book, for example, and your goal is to write a book, well, and it's a nonfiction book on a particular subject, well, you do need to do research. So researching articles falls into that. Not urgent, because it doesn't have to be done right away, but it feeds into your writing that book. So you will have to do the researching of your articles. Things like a long-term business strategy may not be urgent where you have to get it done right away, but it's important because it's feeding into your mission as an entrepreneur, for example, or your long-term business strategy. 
things that are not important but are urgent are things that you delegate. Find someone to do this for you, whether it's scheduling interviews, booking flights. It's urgent, but it's not important. Sharing articles, etc., answering emails and things that you should completely delete you shouldn't be doing this at all, are things that are not important and not urgent. I think that it's important to to have things that you do that don't necessarily feed into your goals, but in the context of goals, achieving your goals, eliminate it because it won't help you achieve a goal. I'm not saying eliminate it from your life completely. That's up to you. And things like sorting through junk mail. I would say eliminate this from your life completely. If it's junk mail, It's called junk mail for a reason, right? So you can come up with your own list, please. I I encourage you to do this as in your own time, sit down with the Eisenhower box, carve out what for you is urgent and important, what for you is important but not urgent, what for you is urgent but not important, and what for you is not urgent and not important. I hope this helps and thank you for listening. I'd love to continue with this dialogue. So as always, I encourage you to go to the show notes. There's a wealth of resources there. Reach out to me. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you'd love to hear more about in this subject. Tell me how your goal setting journey is going. Are you having success? What are some tips that you would like me to share with the audience? So please reach out. Let me know how it's going, what you've learned along the way. What are some areas you'd like us to delve into in more in more depth? And again, as always, thank you for joining and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode. What was your main takeaway from this episode? What did you like? What, in your opinion, are some ways that we could improve? I want to hear from you. You can reach me at ugochi at fiercemothers.com. To learn more about Fierce Mothers, please visit our website at fiercemothers.com and join our mailing list for our weekly newsletter. The newsletter provides powerful tips and inspiration for life. Please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Fierce Mothers. Follow me on LinkedIn at Ugochi Onyewu. We are building an engaged community of fierce mothers. So please tell your friends about the show. See you next week. Thank you. Thank you.